Welcome to the Want to Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In today's episode, I talk about the cheery subject that everybody loves to talk about, abortion. That's right. This is going to be a tricky subject. I've always avoided talking about it publicly. But given the fact that the United States now has this drama about the abortion, Supreme Court justices, and all sorts of other stuff that undoubtedly everybody's heard about, I feel now it's time to kind of set the record straight and help people discuss this thing in an intelligent way and not through a bunch of distractions because I feel like so many people veer off onto pointless, divergent topics that are irrelevant to the main issue at hand. So I hope you like this episode and share it with people because I think it is something that we often have misunderstandings about. And thanks again to my patrons at patreon.com slash ftapon. Become a patron as little as two bucks a month. Welcome to the Wonder Learn Show. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In this episode, I will be talking about the most controversial subject in the world, abortion. I travel a lot. The whole point of the podcast is to wander and learn. And one of the things I've fascinated when I've been to 123 countries is just to see how different groups of people fight each other and have complete misunderstandings. And oftentimes they're a lot more similar than you think. You see in Kosovo, for example, the Serbs and the Albanians fighting each other. You see in Ukraine and Russia, of course, right now having a big dukaroo. And you see the Palestinians and the, and the Israelis. In the United States, whites and blacks sometimes can have huge misunderstandings. And oftentimes in these big conflicts, I find that people are just unable to see the other side and they don't realize just how much they have in common with each other and as an objective observer i feel like i want to bring these people together and realize that hey you guys are not as far apart as you might think you are you guys actually agree on quite a bit there's a lot of common ground but i think part of that comes from the fact that i'm connected to four different continents my mom is from south america my father is from europe I was born in North America and my wife is from Africa. Because of my four continents and my foot in four continents, I kind of am a global citizen. I have three different passports. I don't really get too tribal in any one issue. I try to really make an effort to see all sides of the story. And I think when I hear people debate abortion, so often I'm just scratching my head and thinking, God, they're really completely missing the point. Everybody is missing the point, and they're just talking past each other on completely different issues. So I hope this video will serve to help people understand both sides and to realize that abortion, believe it or not, is not a moral issue. Let me explain. Both sides frame the debate in a moral way. They both take a moral stance. Pro-choice people will say, it's a woman's body, it's my body. I get to do what I want with my body. It's immoral for you to tell me what to do with my body. And they just simply cannot understand how is it possible that these pro-life people just don't get that. It's so blatantly obvious that it's their body. How dare you impose your wishes onto my body? Crazy. Conversely, the pro-life people are also utterly dumbfounded. They're just perplexed. They don't get it. How can you not understand that we need to protect a life? Why is that not clear to you? This is clearly a moral issue. You are killing or destroying a life? Don't you get it? To help both sides kind of see the other side, 
Let me pick extreme positions on both to really drill home the point. You take the most pro-life person, somebody who's just adamant that you know, from conception onward, a baby's life should be protected or uh, the, the embryo should be protected, the fetus. Take that person and then present them to a woman who says, I would like to have my appendix removed. Do you think that person is going to say, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Or that same woman says, I would like to donate my kidney to my mother. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you what to do with your body. Right? No. That pro-life person will defend. And if the government tries to ban somebody or control somebody and say, no, you cannot donate your appendix or your, your, your kidney. You can't remove these things or get a, a boob job. If the government started mandating that, the pro-life person would stand side by side with that woman or whoever to say, no way. The government has no right to tell us what we can do with our bodies. If we want to donate our, our kidneys, if we want to get uh, breast augmentation, whatever we want to do, it's our bodies. Let us do what we want with it. Conversely, if you see a baby that's one year old, maybe two years old, just to say a one-year-old baby, and you ask that pro-choice person, say, hey, the mother of that one-year-old baby wants to now kill it. Is that okay? And they'll say, absolutely not. But wait, that child, the reason she wants to kill it is that that child exists because somebody raped her or it was incest that created that child. And because of incest or because of rape, that child exists and the mother of that child now wants to terminate and, and, and basically kill that one-year-old child. Even the most hardcore pro-choice person is going to say, yes, I understand that's a tragic situation, but sorry, that one-year-old has a right to life. So guess what? Let's think about this. In both cases, both sides agreed about the two morals, that a woman has a right to, her, to do what she wants with her body, and they both agree that life should be protected. So on a moral question, they both completely agree. Now let's get into a little bit more nuance and we'll still drive home the same point though. Now let's imagine a woman who's one week away from delivering. So she's almost at nine months, maybe just a few days away, maybe a few hours away. And she decides, I want to abort this pregnancy. Almost everybody, even the hardcore pro-choice people will say, sorry, ma'am, <laughs> it's, it's basically a baby. It's going to come out of your body and it's going to be a live baby. Yeah, it'll be a premature birth by a few days, but it's effectively, we can induce it to come out and it's going to be living. It's going to be a, a human being. So what does that tell you? That tells you that even a strong pro-choice person believes that the fetus has a right to life that supersedes, that overrides the other moral, the moral that the woman has right to do what she wants with her body. In other words, it one trumps the other. One is more important than the other. And that is true. Almost everybody agrees that is true at eight months and three weeks inside of a pregnancy. So as you can see, when we're framing it as a moral issue, it's a distraction because everybody agrees that an innocent life should be protected and has rights. Human beings have rights and you can't take that away from them. And that those rights supersede the general right that a woman has to do, get, can do what she wants with her body. And by the way, the 
right that we have over our own bodies is already somewhat constrained by the state. In other words, I cannot put heroin in my body legally. And there are a few other things that I cannot do to my body that the state doesn't allow. I can't even commit suicide, for God's sakes. I'm prohibited to do that. But if I want to remove a wart from my body, then that's not a problem. And that's the difference, is that we don't see a pregnancy as the same as a wart. It's Yes, it's a bunch of cells, but it has different DNA. And so people make a distinguishing mark between that. So the debate isn't a moral issue. Let's just be clear about that. When you sit down at the dinner table with your uncle Harry and your aunt Sally, and you guys are having a strong debate about abortion, and and I can't believe that they take one position versus the other, just remember, it's not a moral issue. All you really need to be debating, and this is the key issue, all you really need to be debating is when does human life begin? That's it. Because once we agree on that, we definitely agree that at eight months and three weeks, almost everybody on the planet will agree that human life has begun by then. And that that fetus has a right to life that supersedes the woman. Now all you got to do is roll back. What about eight and a half months? What about eight months and one week? What about eight months? What about seven months? What about six months? And eventually you just keep rolling it back, asking the same question and that you'll eventually get to that answer. And whatever we agree that when life begins, then the moral codes all agree with each other. Nobody has any debates. So it's not about a woman's right to choose and, the, and her, a control of her body. That's just a distraction. Talking about the sanctity of life, and, and that's a distraction too because everybody agrees that life is sacred and life should be protected and life is important. Everybody agrees with that. The strongest feminist pro-choice pro person out there is going to say, yes, of course, I'm going to defend any infant who's born. Everybody agrees with that. It's not interesting to make that argument. All you got to do is argue about when life starts. Now, let's take a quick look at polling, shall we? About 63% of Americans believe that within the first trimester, abortion is fair game. So nearly two-thirds of Americans believe that life, human life, has not started by the first trimester. Because if they did believe that human life and it was a homo sapien already, the embryo or the fetus, then they wouldn't say that because it would be cognitive dissidence that's saying like, oh yeah, that's a human life, but go ahead and kill it. No, they have to believe that it's not a human life in order to come to a reasonable judgment and say, yes, you can have an abortion because, well, it's not really a human life just yet. Therefore, at the first trimester, it's still not a human life, according to polls in America. What about the second trimester? Suddenly, everything changes there. It drops in half. So about 30% or 3 in 10 people actually will say, yeah, abortion's still fair game. Go ahead. The vast majority of Americans, 7 in 10, will say, no, too late. It's an actual human being, and therefore the rights of the fetus override the rights of the woman to do what she wants with her body. And then finally, if you go into the third trimester, then you're talking about barely double-digit percentages, roughly around 1 in 10 people who will say, yeah, it's still not a human being. Uh, 1 in 10 will say, yeah. Now, we didn't, I haven't seen any polls about what about the eighth month 
of pregnancy, my guess is that it's you're talking about one or two percent who will still say that you can go ahead and abort the child and have no uh, consequence because it's not a human being at that point. So that tells you quite clearly how we feel about the issue about where life begins. But again, just remember, it's not a moral issue. We're not debating about the morality of whether or not a life should be protected or not, or whether a woman has a right to choose. That's not it. We're just debating about when life begins and when, whenever we agree on that, and that could be a philosophical question, it could be a medical question, but it's not a moral question. It's simply facts. And here's the thing that's kind of interesting is that that point has been steadily being pulled back over time. 500 years ago, an eight-month-old or certainly a seven-month-old fetus was not viable outside the womb. Nowadays, they're completely viable outside the womb. And that number will keep getting diminished over time. So you're going to be looking at six-month, five-month, four-month-old fetuses that will be able to live outside the womb. And so that's going to present a challenge for people who are pro-choice. As we roll that back, eventually, I think in this century, you're going to be able to take the zygote, the fertilized egg, and put it into a laboratory and put it into an artificial womb that will incubate the embryo to the size of a fetus and eventually to a full-size baby without the need of being inside of a mother. And that will be a big game changer and really throw the whole abortion debate into another level. Because again, it comes down to the argument that is often used, which is can the fetus live outside of the mother independently? Now, by the way, and another challenge to that argument is that many babies at nine months old, not many, but some of them are born with congenital heart problems or maybe congenital respiratory problems, and they need to be in an incubator for several hours or days or even weeks or maybe months that they have problems. They have other problems that plague them, that they need artificial life support, maybe some dialysis. So what are we going to do then? If it's a one-year-old baby that's still in an incubator or a one-week-old baby, we say, wow, it's not being able to live outside of the mother so therefore, we, need to, we, we have the right to terminate it, to kill a one-week-old baby or a one-month-old baby that has been delivered because it cannot survive without artificial help. So it's a challenging argument. It's a, it's a challenging thought experiment. I'm telling you all these things simply so that you can see all sides of the, of the issue. I'm neither a philosopher nor a physician, and I have no medical specialty to be able to tell you without a doubt when a life human life begins or not. But I am capable of seeing a disconnect in the whole abortion debate. So as we talk about that in the coming months and years about as states will have to legislate whether or not abortions are legal or not and when, let's think about that. Let's look at Latin America. Some of the countries have decided that at 15 weeks, that's the line in the sand of when it goes from being a clump of DNA and distinct DNA and and uh, cells that are ex- exponentially growing to becoming a homo sapien, that line is 15 weeks. For others, it's 20 weeks. For others, it might be 17 weeks or 12 weeks. But each each country in Latin America has decided that. And in the United States, we're probably going to end up in a similar situation where each state in the United States will come up with its line in the sand. 
Wait, before we end this video, I want to share some of the feedback I've gotten from it already. Because see, when you go to patreon.com slash ftapon, you can become a member and you're going to be giving the videos and the podcasts and all my stuff that I create, my books, ahead of time. And you're going to be able to give feedback before I release it. And one of the feedbacks I got was the idea that, hey, Francis, you didn't tell anybody when human life actually starts or what your opinion is. And I think there are five potential places where you can credibly argue when life, human life begins and when therefore you should not be able to do an abortion. I'll start off with one from Morocco since I'm in Morocco right now. It's from a woman in Morocco. She took kind of a hybrid position. In other words, she believes that the woman has a right to do whatever she wants with her body and that the fetus has a right to life if it can be viable outside of the body. I said, well, can you terminate an eight-month-old pregnancy? She says, yes. The state doesn't have the right to tell the woman you have to keep this creature in your body. She has the right to get it out of her body, but she doesn't have the right to end the life. One more thing. Before I go into the other four places where you could say human life begins, let me just address one other thing that I also forgot to mention. In the case of a mother's life being at risk or in case the fetus has some severe abnormalities. These are both cases where I think you can credibly argue that yes, you can terminate even up to nine months. In other words, at any point, certainly if the mother's life is in danger and if the baby has such terrible ailments, then I can understand the logic of why you might want to have the right to terminate such a pregnancy as well. So now let's go to the four places where you could also draw the line of when human life begins. One is simple. You could just say conception. It's an easy thing to say because right at conception, the DNA of the embryo is already unique. The egg already has now a unique differentiated DNA that's different from the mother's DNA and is growing exponentially. So it's a pretty simple, clear place to cut. Not as wishy-washy as viability. Another one that's not so wishy-washy is the other extreme, the, when it comes out of the mother, naturally. If the baby has not come out of the body of the mother naturally, well, it's not a human being yet. Very simple. It's clear cut. So usually, let's just call that nine months. So if at eight months, well, it hasn't come out of the body naturally, well, then it's not a human being. We can terminate it. So that's the other extreme. And it's a clean, easy-to-understand metric. Another interesting place to draw the line of when human life begins, you can ask yourself the question, when does human life end? Because once we know how human life ends and whatever we use to define that, we could say, well, that's when human life begins. Well, most medical professionals will say that a human life ends when the heart stops or the brain stops. So therefore, we could say, well, when the heart stops is when human life ends. Well, then human life begins when the heart starts. When does the heart start? When does the brain start? Well, the central nervous system and the heart starts in an embryo at around six weeks. So you could use that same logic and say, well, that's when human life begins. Because since we know when human life ends, now we know when human life begins, six weeks is the cutoff. So that's also a very viable place. So there you have it. You have viability, you have at conception, you have it at natural birth, which is roughly nine months, and you have it at six weeks. These are all viable. The, the viability one, I think, is kind of wishy-washy. The other ones, the other three, are pretty clean. And finally, we come to my solution to when I think human life begins. You ready to hear it? I'll tell you when human life begins. When the creature 
finally moves out of the household and becomes an independent person. Then you're a human being. So if you move out of your mom's house at 18 years old, then congratulations, you are now a human being and you have a right to life. It's a great metric because think about it. You know, babies at two, three years old and certainly one year old or these infants, they're really pain in the ass. They're crying, they're, they're vomiting, they're doing all sorts, they're pooping all over the place. You got to put diapers on them, complete pain in the ass. You should be able to terminate that. Second of all, and, and definitely, once they become teenagers, my God, at 13, 14, 15 years old, there's little brats, these little shits that cause you so much problem. They, they, they destroy your car. They cause you headaches. They get people pregnant. They do all sorts of stupid things. You should just say, I'm going to terminate your ass, little teenage brat. You could just tell little junior, look, you either clean up your room or I terminate your ass. It's simple. Think about the motivation. You either get an A in your math class or I'm going to kill you. And by the way, the state gives me that right. So I just think the amount of human discipline that we would have in our society with that, little children will no longer be little pricks. They will finally be productive members of society, respectful to their parents. It's a win-win for everybody. So, and also we'll keep the population a little bit down too. So, these are, so that's my opinion. Abortion should be legal until the thing is able to completely move out of the house and earn a living and feed themselves and then then fine you're a human being before that your ass is mine and i can terminate your life at will what do you guys think if you like that idea give it a thumbs up and share this video and that ends this episode of the wander learn podcast where we explore travel technology and transformation if you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode if you'd like to connect with me just remember f tap on that's my first initial and my last name ftapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the Wander Learn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.